Have you heard about the 2018 study that showed half of prenatal vitamins tested had unacceptable levels of heavy metals? No? Well, now you have. I'm Kat, mother of three and founder of Ritual, the company making traceability the new standard in the supplement industry. I remember staring at my prenatal vitamins and finding all these things I was trying to avoid. High amounts of heavy metals, synthetic colorants, and unnecessary ingredients. So, at four months pregnant, I quit my job and started Ritual, because I believe that all women deserve to know what they're putting in their bodies and why. I'm so proud of our prenatal vitamin. The ingredients are 100% traceable, it's third-party tested for microbes and heavy metals, and recently received the Purity Award from the Clean Label Project. You see, we trace like a mother because, let's be honest, no one cares quite like a mother. But don't just take my word for it. Trace for yourself with 25% off at virtual.com slash podcast. episode 46. My name is Eliza Gelman and this is a podcast focusing on fitness, nutrition, health, overall healthy lifestyles, and of course your morning conference call. And if you don't know what your morning conference call is, you will by the end of this episode. Before we get into it, you guys just wanted to say thank you so much for your continued support and listening. And just remember the absolute best way to support the podcast is to uh, leave a review, is to share it with your friends, is to uh, subscribe. Honestly, that would be the most amazing way to support. Um, Obviously, do this for free. It's a great time, and I want to try and keep ads off of the podcast as much as possible. Um, And if I do have ads, they would ever, they would only be about things that like I care about and that I trust and that I believe in and that I would, you know, recommend to any of you guys. But thanks again for listening. Again, you can support the podcast by liking, subscribing, and sharing, whether it be on your Instagram or your Facebook or just sending it in a text to a friend. We're listening or we're able to be heard anywhere you listen to podcasts. Cool. And so today I'm really excited about the podcast because usually we have a pretty specific topic or we have a number of different topics we talk about, but uh, today we are just going over the ins and outs of a plant-based diet, my experience with it, and I'm going to be answering questions that you guys have put on my Instagram. If you don't follow me on Instagram, I'm always putting up information about uh, you know, things that we'll be talking about on the podcast, nutrition tips, workout tips, health, life, hacks, whatever, just good life, you know, information. And last night I asked you guys what you wanted to know about plant-based diets and got, or diets, lifestyles, and I got a bunch of awesome questions. So we'll go over a lot of those in just a sec, but quick recap on life right now, feeling pretty good. Um, feeling extra strong. I've been having some good workouts this week. I took bar yesterday. Uh, and let me just say, 
I know I'm more of a weightlifting sprint, high intensity kind of person or hot yoga. So I'm like not a very half-assed person. I either want uh, hot steamy yoga or high intensity class, not really much of an in-between person. So the fact that I've been loving bar is monumental for me. So um, at the gym that I'm at, Hilo Fitness in Charleston, we have heated bar. So it's 92 degrees. You're sweating just as much as you would in hot yoga, you have bands, you have all this stuff. And I'm not kidding you. When I leave that room, my ass, I mean, I, I am appreciative of the ass that I've worked for. It's good. It's great. But when I leave that class, it, it lifts up an entire inch. And y'all know I've talked about my uneven butt cheeks, so a little self-conscious, but at the end of those classes, I do not give a fuck. I will, I will flaunt my butt as much as I can. I'm so excited that I like bar now. It's a nice way to change things up. It's really cool. Um, I mean, it's hard. I get angry during the class because it's so difficult and like all the little movements are so tough, but it is so worth it. If you're in Charleston, check out Hilo Fitness. It's amazing. Not sponsored, but um, also wanted to put this out there. So my dad his name is Jonathan. Shout out dad. I know he listens to the podcast, but, and obviously not sponsored. This is just my dad and I love him. And I think this is such a cool concept. So if you are in Charlotte or if you travel to Charlotte, or if you are passing by Charlotte for a night, he is opening up a jazz club. Now, let me tell you when I was a little baby, like one or two years old, he owned a restaurant in down in uptown Charlotte called Jonathan's Jazz Cellar. And they had amazing jazz musicians all the time. Wynton Marsalis, you know, the works, they had everyone, they had cocktails, they had, um, like smooth jazz. They had amazing food. That's how he met my mom. Lots of cool things. And so, um, once he stopped that business, he, you know, got into some other, um, other business ventures, entrepreneur, definitely. And he has kind of recently come back into the music scene. He's always been in a band, always played music and he's always been incredible. But right now he's actually opening a, um, a jazz club and not just a little jazz club, like a huge, amazing almost performance center with restaurant and cocktails and the branding is on point. Everything looks super sleek, modern, sophisticated, but edgy and cool and exciting. And it's not one of those things where you see, oh, live jazz, like old people. It's it's so hip. It's going to be so funky. I'm picturing a lot of Panthers players there. I'm picturing a lot of date night stuff. I'm picturing business men bringing their clients there. I'm, I'm talking like swank. So I can't wait to go. I think I'm going to go for New Year's Eve once they're doing like a big New Year's Eve party thing. Um, it's going to be one of those types of things like where you want to wear something hot when you go and then go get drinks afterwards or before. I mean, it's an event and it's called Middle Sea Jazz. And y'all can check out more information at middlecjazz.com. Uh, my dad, Jonathan, you can check him out his, you know, he's all over the website. Uh, it's super sleek. It's incredible. It's going to be in uptown Charlotte, kind of near the NASCAR, uh, hall of fame. And I'm telling you, I, I can't wait. I'm so excited. So if you are human or if you're, if you like live music, or if you are anywhere near uptown Charlotte or not, and you want to just like go for a cool time, highly recommend checking out. It's called middle C jazz, M I D D L E C like the letter and jazz, J-A-Z-Z dot com. So definitely go check it out. I know they're selling memberships now or you can do a la carte tickets. But anyways, grand opening is coming soon. It's going to be awesome. I'm so proud of him. 
Um, okay, so we're going to get into some of these questions and uh, kind of just want to set the foundation for talking about a plant-based diet. So let me take a sip of this hot lemon water with a little pink sea salt. Mm. So let's get into it. I wanted to start off by saying that I know that the word plant-based diet gets thrown around a lot and it has for the past few years. I think it's incredible. It's a brilliant way to make sure that you are not restrictive, but you're still getting all the nutrients that you need. Um, It's a great way to, I, I like the word base, base your life. So I have a feeling that a lot of, and not to be general, but typically guys will get a little bit turned off by the concept of plant-based diets because they hear plants and they think, okay, no protein, you know, but, um, what I like to think of it as, hello, Amazon guy, you know, I'm coming at you live from my living room and my wicker chair. So you're probably going to hear some more knocks on the door. Thank you, sir. I just ordered my grandma some, um, arm weights. So I hope those are it. So the word base. So when I think of the word the term plant-based, I used to think, okay, rigidity, no animal products, no nothing except for things that came out of the ground. Ground. So I would do lots of quinoa, beans, lentils, seeds, vegetables, a little bit of fruit, um, and lots of fats, all that good stuff. So I definitely used to be a little bit more rigid with my plant-based, but if you think of the word base, I like to think of cheerleaders, not because it's sexual, even though it kind of is, which I love, like, great. So if you're a guy, think about hot cheerleaders. If you're a girl, think about male cheerleaders with hot bods and, or whatever you like, I don't know, I don't care. So thinking about cheerleaders, the base is always the person holding up the flyer, like the little person spinning around in the air. So it's not just the base that makes up the cheerleading squad. It's every part of it. But without the base, everything else would crumble, right? So think of it like that. The base of all of your meals should be plant-based or um, derived from plant foods. So things like nuts, seeds, legumes, uh, whole grains from like, I I like to say gluten-free grains. Yeah. And, um, you would do lots of vegetables, tons of vegetables and tons of fruits, uh, different, different spices and, uh, herbs, supplements, things like that. But you can still have sprinklings of maybe eggs, or if you want to do a grass-fed meat once in a while, for sure. Uh, I was just in Boston last weekend. You better believe that we did ceviche, we did oysters, shrimp, we did a lot of that kind of stuff. However, we would order the bulk of our food as like plant-based food. So we would do lots of big salads. We summertime, so lots of heirloom salads. We would do some squash appetizers. We did a lot of Mediterranean, so like falafel or pita hummus, uh, olives, that type of thing. So the majority of my diet, I would say, is based in plant foods. Um, I'd say 80 to 90% of the time, what I'm eating is plant-based. But if I'm out and I really want something or fish tacos sound really great, then I will still do it. I'll get it like on a corn tortilla or maybe no tortilla uh, just because corn is inflammatory, but that's a whole different podcast. Uh, The 
the base of my diet would be plants. So on any typical day, and I'm one of those people that I, I don't care if breakfast looks like breakfast. I don't have to have a bacon, eggs, you know, fruit parfait, yogurt parfait, smoothie breakfast. So this morning for breakfast, I sauteed up some quinoa, quinoa. I sauteed up some quinoa, some broccoli, a little bit of nutritional yeast. I did a little bit of um, avocado. I did roasted tomatoes and I did just some sauteed kale and that all took me about 10 minutes and I like savory breakfasts so I put a little bit of um, garlic salt on there I put a little bit of salsa on there just because I, I like salsa on eggs so I put it on quinoa I kind of put it everywhere um, I made that kind of a little veggie Mexican bowl and with the nutritional yeast with the quinoa shut up phone with the quinoa, with the nutritional yeast, with all that good stuff, you are still getting a ton of adequate protein. Um, and I know a lot of, and that leads me into the first question. So um, on these questions that I got, I got a lot of people saying, you know, hey, I know that you probably get this question all the time, but how do you get your protein? Um, so with that, I would say my main sources of protein are either uh you know, and I, I, I pull from different parts. So this is just some options that you guys have, and I'll put these together in a different meal. So little things that I like to do are things like hemp seeds or nutritional yeast, which is a cheese flavoring. You could do things like a little bit of flaxseed or, uh, uh, chia seeds that are soaked. Also, um, I do use once in a while a form of hemp protein powder. I did use a brand called Aura, but, and I still love it. It's not that I don't love it. It's just, I haven't been using it as much. I just wanted to try out a different kind. So I went to Whole Foods and I got a plant-based hemp protein. Sometimes I'll mix that in with my overnight oats and have a little bit of um, carbohydrate with that protein. I know it's not technically proper food combining, but it is plant sources, so it's easier to digest. Um, other forms of protein are things like beans. Uh, lentils are a huge source of plant-based protein. And the great thing about lentils, black beans, chickpeas, any type of legume like that is, yes, they are high in protein, but they're also really high in fiber. And because they are a good source of carbohydrate as well, they're a pretty well-rounded food, but they have a lot of fiber attached to it. So not only are you meeting like your over your daily recommended fiber intake by having sources of beans and uh, animal-based or plant-based proteins, you're, you're getting a ton of that fiber, which negates some of those carbohydrates. So think of it like this. A lot of people are concerned about things like lentils, which is one of my favorite sources of protein. So let's say you have one cup of lentils, and these are just hypothetical numbers. I don't know the exact numbers off the top of my head. I'd have to look. Let's say you have one large cup of cooked lentils, and let's say it has 50 grams of carbs. Ah, carbs. I'm terrified. Well, don't be. So if you have 50 grams of carbs, and then you have, let's say, uh, 12 grams of fiber in there, then what you do is you subtract 50 minus 12, and that gets you your net carbs. So there's actually only 38 grams of carbs, but you are getting that adequate protein. So I will say it's not a complete protein. So that's why I love meals like black beans and rice. It gets you all your essential amino acids. And uh, when you're talking about things like plant-based protein, you want to be thinking, yes, about protein, but you want to think about the building blocks of protein, which is uh, amino acid, or which is all the essential amino acids, which are, which are found in 
things like uh, poultry, dairy, eggs, animal products like that. So, you know, you are getting more of those essential complete proteins. So you do have to be slightly more mindful of your amino acid intake as you are plant-based. But what you want to be doing is combining certain foods to meet those essential amino acids. So things like chia seeds, quinoa, and uh, soy, like edamame or tofu or tempeh, those are all plant-based sources of essential amino proteins or amino acids that are the building blocks of protein. So uh, if you're eating beans and rice together, black beans and brown rice are some of my favorite combinations. I'll throw a shit ton of onion, cilantro, kale, sauteed spinach, whatever. Those are kind of my hodgepodge bowls. Um, They're packed with fiber, packed with protein, packed with really healthy carbs, um, complex carbs that'll keep you full for a while, but they do have those complete acid, uh, complete amino acids when put together. So black beans and rice, things like quinoa with maybe a little bit of uh, flax oil or flax powder so that you're getting those carbs and that protein put together. Um, And then also things like soy. And I know that's another question that I did have. So um, a lot of people say, okay, well, I want to get my, you know, I want to get at least, let's say 60, 70 grams of protein per day. How do I do that without soy? First of all, I think that before you judge soy. And I used to be on the side of soy saying, okay, let's be more cautious of it because it leads to things like breast cancer and you know, all that good stuff. I have breast cancer in my family. I've got it. Um, you you know, I have a lot of different types of cancers in my family. So I of course was incredibly mindful and did my research and talked to the right people and really figured out the ins and outs of some of those soy based myths. I will say if you're getting tofu and if you don't know what the myths are about tofu or soy um it's that it's got estrogen in it but truly what it is is it's called phytoestrogens and i won't go too much into soy right now because we do have a podcast on it um i do have a podcast on it with dr angie sadegi she's a plant-based um gastroenterologist based in California. She's incredible. It's number eight and she is a mom. She's plant-based. She was like a, basically a bodybuilder. She is unbelievable. So knowledgeable. And I highly recommend checking that podcast out after this one. So I will say soy does get a bad rap because of the word estrogen in it. A lot of the times, um, we have found research has found that, it was villainized, soy was villainized because of that word estrogen, because people thought that it would throw off your hormone levels and things like that, which I do agree. If you're eating GMO processed soy, then it's not the best for your body. But if you're eating non-GMO organic tofu, edamame, things like that, then I think that you are fine. I wouldn't, I mean, you ha- you would have to eat, you know, a, a block of tofu every day or a block of, um, a whole package of tofu every day for years for it to do what it's saying. So I think that some people may have more of a sensitivity to it, which maybe you want to look into. I have friends that are allergic. Shout out Fran. We got you. Um, but yeah, so we have, I have a lot of friends and I know people that are allergic to soy that it, you know, it might affect, um, it might affect your endocrine system differently. It might affect your hormones differently or just your inflammation levels. So check on that. But overall, I think that if you're eating soy once or twice, two or three times a week, whatever, I think it's totally fine. So some different ways of preparing, um, 
tofu would be to bake it. I love to get extra firm tofu and I'll do this once in a while. I don't do tofu all the time, but extra firm tofu with, um, you mix in some coconut aminos, you mix in a little bit of tamari, maybe some honey or maple syrup, make it sweet. And then you can, um, hit it in a nonstick pan and really sear it up on each side. It ends up being amazing. You can also uh, bake it so that it ends up being more of like a fried cube ball. They're great. So I definitely recommend doing that on top of lentils, on top of a salad with a ton of vegetables in a saute. Those are really great. So things like that. And then um, edamame, that's a great, a lot of people were asking about different snack foods. So um, some different snack foods that you can do with a plant-based diet would be things like hummus and carrots, hummus and any type of vegetable, really. You could do guac and rice crackers. You could do um, a rice cracker with a bunch of peanut butter. And if you're trying to stay low on fat, you could do a PB2 mix, which is always great. I really like PB2 because, or, you know, one of those powdered, purely ground up peanuts because it is lower in fat. So if you are trying to, you know, have some more portion control, you're one of those people that's like, I can't have almond butter in the house because I'll eat it all in a day. And I get that. Um, it, you have to physically like make the peanut butter by mixing water and the powder. So it's not as accessible. So I think that's a good thing to have in the house for a quick snack and they're easy to prep. Some other quick snacks are just overnight chia oats with maybe some coconut milk so that you're getting those essential fats. Um, It's really good for keeping you full, hitting those satiety hormones. You could also do different types of snacks like, um, I really like these bars. They're called hemp bars, H-E-M-P. I get the cookie dough kind. I think they're amazing. If you follow me on Instagram, you can look on my nutrition or what to order highlights and see the what the packaging looks like they're awesome you could do that you could do again hummus is a great little snack um but yeah so those are some little snacks that I like to go for I I try and not snack as much because I prefer just having a whole meal um and that's that's the way I like to do it some other questions that I got here we are I'm looking at what you guys were talking about. Ooh, this is a good question. How much of a difference does raw make? And this is this is really great because again, I'm not a doctor, um, not a Ayurvedic specialist, but I do know, I know a little bit. So, mm, thank you for your question, P. Nolson. Oh, what's up? Either way. Okay, so. We're looking at how much of a difference does raw food make in comparison to cooked food. So I'm going to go ahead and assume that you're talking about like vegetables. And so with that, uh, I know that there are some diets that preach just raw food. So a raw food diet. And I have some thoughts about this. I think that base uh, since every body is so personally different, I do believe that if I were to try a totally raw food diet, it would not work for me. Reasons being, I get cold pretty easily and raw foods, I mean, I know you can like blend them up in a Vitamix and make them hotter, but raw foods on the broad spectrum are fairly cold. I like food and my digestion likes food that's heated up a little bit more so that it matches my internal temperature. So 
I will also say things like um, cruciferous vegetables can sometimes irritate your stomach. So things like broccoli, cauliflower, kale, things that are a little harsher on your digestion, those are tough. So a lot of people might think that you're getting all of your nutrients in the best way possible if you only eat things raw. But if you're, you know, getting inflamed in your digestion and you're feeling that discomfort, then your body is reacting in a way that it shouldn't be. And it's not worth, um, it's not worth trying that a lot. So what I would recommend doing is if you are, I mean, always, you know, raw fruits and vegetables are great, but if you're burping a ton afterwards, if you're gassy, if you're bloated, that's inflammation. That's not normal. So you may want to try to either get frozen vegetables, which is an amazing source. I get a lot of vegetables frozen, and a lot of the times they are more nutrient-dense than the vegetables that we see on the shelves that are not frozen, just because they are picked at their peak. And I don't think that's bullshit. Like A lot of the times they are... Um, they're better and they do preserve that nutrient density. So I recommend having some frozen foods around the house. I can't see myself or that many people truly, truly um, thriving as much unless you live in Hawaii or really Los Angeles, somewhere where it's hot all year round and you can be doing those um, raw foods without, you know, maybe getting chilly. But I can't imagine eating, you know, a, a green smoothie, a cold salad, and then raw, uh, you know, raw seeds and raw zucchini noodles and an avocado for dinner every night because you are... Uh, it's not going to, for me personally, it's a digestion thing. You want to make sure that you're absorbing as much nutrients as possible. So if your body's inflamed and getting bloated right after you eat them, then um, your body, it's not going to be absorbing the same way. So make sure that the easier the food is to digest, it will be easier for you to really absorb. Um, so I think that having raw, with that being said, with a long-winded answer and my eloquency, uh, the raw foods, you definitely should be eating them because they're great for, you know, your gut bacteria. They're great for, um, they are great for having some of that cruciferous. Oh my God. I'm, there's so many people like pulling into my driveway right now. I'm losing my train of thought. It's great for your gut health. It's great to mix up the different bacteria that you have in your gut to give it that variety. But overall, I say mix it up. I don't think that you need to be doing all raw. I think like raw almonds, raw um, like a massaged kale salad with maybe some olive oil, raw, obviously avocados, tomatoes, spinach, whatever. I think that you can get enough of that raw variety without doing an entirely raw diet. So that's, that's my take on it. If you want to try to do a raw diet, I know that a lot of people just, um, you know, it's not as fulfilling and they end up feeling cold and losing a little bit of that energy, especially if you are maybe anemic and you're losing some of that iron. You do want to cook maybe in a cast iron skillet. You want to do um, what you can to be replenishing yourself in the best way possible and fueling your body in a way that it's not going to react in like an inflammatory way. So that's me. And if you're like a farter after broccoli, then eating it raw is probably not the best idea. Next question is, I got this a couple times. What are some plant-based sources of B12? So B12 is um, essential for your body. It helps you burn fat and it's you need it to live. Um, so B12 
is typically found in things like a um, are typically found in animal products. And what with that being said, you know, it's not like you have to add in a you know a steak every couple of days for your um for your b12 supplement so i'm actually going to tell you guys a couple ways that i like to get it in um i will also say so it's funny i was doing a um i was doing some studying for a certification that i um that i'm doing i always like have certifications that I'm studying for blah 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 um and oh my god sorry everyone's blowing me up right now please stop blah 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 blah. okay so um where am I even going with this I can't podcast in my living room anymore oh so I was doing some studying last night and I was mm, I heard about this before and I had done research on this before because when I started eating more plant-based I noticed myself getting a little bit more sleepy and this was a year and a half ago I maybe two I don't know maybe two years ago let's just call it two years even I noticed myself getting a little sleepier I noticed that my recovery time in the gym was not as great and I started looking at my diet and doing more research and I was like maybe a plant-based diet isn't for me and then I started seeing oh what are like the main you know vitamins and essential nutrients in animal products that I'm missing out on that my body's just not used to not getting and that was b12 so with that um a lot of vegans or people on primarily plant-based diets like 90% of the time they will do a b12 all-around supplement and I think that's great um you can get a lot of them at whole foods from like you can get a they have sublingual kinds, which just you put it on your tongue and it absorbs right into your body. I will say you don't have to take a B12 supplement every day. It takes a while for it to truly fully absorb. It stays in your system in your lower intestine um, in the really, really long part of your intestine for a long time. So you could, I mean, I don't think that you have to make it a habit to take a supplement every day. I don't. I got a B12 supplement and I took it like once a week sometimes because I would just like, I would take it when I remembered or I would take it when I saw it in the drawer. So I was like, oh shit, forgot to take it. So it's not like I was so tired and exhausted that I had to go and take it. But some plant-based sources are, um, you could do, I mean, a lot of foods are fortified with it. So some ways that I get it just on my own. Um, would be nutritional yeast. I would say that's like the number one place that I do get it on my own. So obviously you could have it in eggs. You could have it in fortified foods. You can get it a lot of uh, plant-based almond milks or um, Ripple brand protein pea milk has fortified milks. You can do fortified cereals. Um, But again, that's like added and I would recommend doing something like nutritional yeast. I know that also a weird... (laughs) Not everyone likes mushrooms, but shiitake mushrooms do have a little bit of, um, oh, hello, friends. More people parking outside of my house. Are you coming in? Nope. Uh, a lot of shiitake mushrooms do have amazing medicinal benefits, but you would have to eat a lot of them. So I recommend doing, you know, if you're going to completely do a plant-based protein or a plant-based diet, go get a little supplement if you want to. You don't have to worry about taking it all the time. I think that, like, even if you hit a little supplement every, uh, or a broad spectrum B12 vitamin. I think that you could, uh, 
I think that you could definitely benefit from it maybe like once a week, every two weeks even. And you're going to get all the B6 vitamins that you need really, which are also essential. But a lot of those times they're found in like oils and fried food and things that we get even when we don't mean to get them. So don't worry so much about that. So that's my answer for B12. You want to make sure that you are getting that because it is important. Um, So funny. So I actually got a question asking for my Starbucks order. So I got this question a couple of times throughout the past few months, actually. And I know Starbucks is great. I actually have not been to Starbucks in two weeks or so I'm trying to budget and I I was like just gonna spend more money on creamer at the store and I've saved so much money it's awesome I know that people love their Starbucks but I also love the morning ritual of just making a cup of coffee at home so trying to not do coffee past like 10 a.m and it's been amazing so um, my Starbucks order or basically anytime I get coffee if it's really really hot out I will do a um I have one or two if it's really hot out and I'm doing an iced coffee, I will do a coconut milk latte with light ice because their coconut milk already has sugar in it. So a coconut milk or an almond milk latte, light ice with extra cinnamon. So I'll usually go in and order my coffee and um, I'll sprinkle a shit ton of cinnamon in on the top to give it that little sweetness, a little anti-inflammatory, you know, hit it twice with the cinnamon and, or I'll do a hot coconut milk latte, or sometimes I'll just do a regular cold brew. And this is pretty rare. I'm not really a cold brew kind of person. I'll do a regular cold brew with regular ice and a splash of almond milk, extra cinnamon. And that's typically what I will get. I won't ask for extra foam. I won't do any pumps. If you are one of those people that gets a um, a flavored drink at Starbucks, ask them for half the pumps or only one pump. I'm telling you, I sometimes, if I ever, this was not hasn't been recently, but if I ever do any kind of crazy drink at Starbucks, I'll say, can I do half of one pump? And they're like, okay, so half pumps. And I'm like, no, no, no. I'm that person. I want 0.5, half of one pump. Usually each drink in there has five or more pumps of the syrup in it. You do not want to be fucking with that. All right. So do 0.5, half of one pump. It will be enough. I promise you basically all of their milk already has sugar in it. But I will say props to Starbucks for, um, you know, minimizing the straw giving, minimizing the, um, or not minimizing, but increasing the amount of plant-based options. They do have oatmeal, they have guac, that kind of thing. They have more vegetarian options and they have almond and coconut milk. So if you're going to do anything and you want less sugar, but you still want it to be creamy, do some almond milk. It has a little bit less sugar than the coconut milk there, but I like the coconut milk and I'm, I'm only going to be there like at most once a week every two weeks then I'll probably just say f it and do a coconut milk Mm. so that's enough about Starbucks they get enough attention blah 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 and (coughs) another question is this is going to be a long podcast I'm realizing because I'm looking at all these questions trying to put them all together so one question that I got was what is one meal that you can that can come together in 15 minutes or less. And I love this question and I love you, Michelle. She actually just had a baby. She lives in Arizona. She, I met her through my sister and she's incredible. Hey, Michelle. So if you're listening, you're amazing and your baby's cute. Say hi to Justin. 
So one of my favorite meals that I can throw together in 15 minutes or less. Ooh, this is a fun one. So I know I already talked about black beans and rice being my favorite meal. I'll do a can of black beans. This isn't my answer, but just to let you guys know, I'll do a can of organic black beans. I'll rinse them. No sodium. I do not cook with salt. Um, And then I will do either quinoa or brown rice. So I'll do probably a cup of brown rice and then a little over a cup of black beans and I'll do a shit ton of cilantro. I will do chopped tomatoes. I love raw red onions. Sometimes I'll saute. Oh, and I'll also heat up the beans. So I'll put them in a pan nonstick, no oil, and I'll just cover them for five or 10 or maybe five minutes. I'll put some kale or some spinach, whatever greens I have in my fridge. I'll put them in there and just let the kale, the water from the kale or the spinach wilt and kind of sink into the black beans so they're still nice and moist, they're not dry, they're all covered. I'll do that on low heat for about five minutes so they're a little bit more cooked through. I'll put those over black beans and that'll be a huge meal. Sometimes I'll do a massive bed of greens underneath it just so it's more fiber and a shit ton more filling and I will always do avocado on it. Another one of my absolute favorite meals is if I'm feeling wild, I'll do cauliflower gnocchi from Trader Joe's, which is just like cauliflower starch and um, it's, they taste just like gnocchi. So I'll do that with a little bit of, ooh, and I have a good one after this. Um, I'll do that with some tomato sauce, nutritional yeast. Sometimes I'll cook some lentils with it to add in a little bit more protein. I will do whatever greens I have on me and I'll chop them up really fine. And I'm talking like a centimeter or less, really, really small chop to whatever vegetables I have. I'll saute those up, then put some tomato sauce over that. So it's, um, and with those lentils or maybe black beans. So it is kind of like a bolognese sauce. It's really, really yummy. I love doing that. I'll do hemp seeds on top with nutritional yeast for some added protein because there is already protein in the lentils and the beans. That'll end up being like 20, 25 grams of protein by the end of it. So that's a really great one to do and you can hide the vegetables if you have kids. Really great way to do it. Um, another meal that I really love to do is, I. this one is a little bit more intricate and you can do this with um you can do this with or without shrimp because you're getting protein from the chickpea pasta anyways I love the chickpea pasta I'll either do a bonza pasta or I'll do just a like chickpea pasta from um Whole Foods or Trader Joe's you can get it on Amazon just make sure that the only ingredient is chickpea flour so I'll do a chickpea pasta sometimes it'll be like tubed pasta sometimes it'll be linguine type angel hair pasta so I'll cook that and then I'll add in if I have them I'll add in half zoodles so that you're getting extra fiber extra low carb by doing um and you're getting more volume I like to eat a lot so I'll do like half zoodles, saute those, half noodles, put them all together. You can never tell the difference. I'll do some pesto, some vegan pesto from Trader Joe's. Then I will do, um, ooh, this is my favorite, sun-dried tomatoes. I'll sprinkle those in without the oil. I'll do some sun-dried tomatoes. I'll chop up a little bit of avocado to put on top, a little bit of lemon. You can have it just like that because you're already getting protein from that pasta. But sometimes I will get raw wild shrimp. Well, I mean, I'll cook the shrimp. I'll get wild shrimp from Trader Joe's, saute that up five or six pieces. Then I'll chop it up really fine, mix that in with the pesto and the sun-dried tomatoes, and I will have a field day. That is one of my favorite, 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 favorite meals. I make it for my roommates all the time. We make it together. It is so good. Um, You can do 
way more pasta than you think because if you're doing zoodles as well that you're still getting that vegetable you're still getting some fiber and you're getting that added protein with the chickpeas which already has fiber so the net carbs are fairly low and you're also getting um uh, the protein from the shrimp, which is like no fat and barely any carb. It's just protein. So just make sure that you're washing the shrimp and you're cooking it well and it's coming from a good source. Make sure it's wild. I know it's still not perfect, but again, this is plant-based. So if that's the only meat that I do in like three or four days, that's great. And I don't eat chicken or steak so, or any other meat except for seafood. So that's, I, I'm totally fine with that. Um, I'll chop up the shrimp really well and mix it all in and I will eat that out of a big ass serving bowl. It is so good. Highly recommend. So go ahead, check that out. That's one of my favorites and it only takes five or 10 minutes. You basically just have to boil the pasta while you get everything else ready. Um, so that is that just wanted to let you all know. And if you're doing more of a, a breakfast type thing, you can always do things like a, you can do an overnight oat. I'll do one tablespoon of chia and uh, half a cup of rolled gluten-free organic oats. I just get mine from Amazon. I don't know the brand. Just Google it. Um, I'll do that, and then I'll put a uh, a little bit of almond milk, and then a little bit of maybe not almond milk, but whatever non-dairy milk I have in my fridge, and then with some water. I'll put that together, leave it overnight, and then in the morning I'll add in um, a little bit of maybe some maple syrup if I'm feeling crazy. Um, I'll add in a little bit of protein powder to it. So I'll have that after my workout um, and some blueberries. So that's really great. They're low glycemic, so you're not getting a ton of sugar at all, but you are getting that fiber um, and that protein and the essential fats. So that'll keep me full for at least a few hours, even after a workout. So highly recommend. But that is basically what I have for you guys for the plant-based podcast. There are more questions. I'm sorry I didn't get to them, but girls got to go. And again, don't be scared that you're not going to get adequate protein on a plant-based diet. If you have enough variety, you do your research. Honestly, rule of thumb, add in a bunch of hemp seeds when you can. Add in um, beans and lentils well-cooked whenever you can, even to sauces, even to uh, breakfasts, to if you're doing an egg that day, that's totally fine. You know, just make sure that whatever plant-based or um, non-plant-based items you are getting are non-GMO, they're organic, it's worth it. You know, if you're not paying for... um, you could end up spending that money in your medical bills. I just would rather you guys err on the side of caution. So thank you guys so much for listening. Next week, we are going to be talking all things keto, all things chiropractic, all things, um, all things, uh, let's see, chiropractic, fitness. What else are we going to be talking about? Um, we'll be talking about like being a professional athlete, but honestly, we're going to be talking just a lot about keto. I've had a ton of questions about that and we're going to be interviewing Dr. Jason Perro. He's a, um, chiropractor who is new to the Charleston area and I'm super excited to have him on the podcast. So go look him up. Dr. Dr. J-A-S-E, Dr. J at on Instagram. So go check him out. So if you can think of any questions that you would like for me to ask him, then feel free to let me know. I'll do a little plug teaser about that next week, but thank you guys so much for listening. Like subscribe, share, do what you can. Um, 
And by the way, plant-based diets help your morning conference call like a motherfucker. And if you don't know what your conference call is, it's your morning poo. Um, Highly recommend a plant-based diet. You do not have to be rigid. It is, I think, the best way to go because the more nutrient-dense food that you are filling your body with, the less shit you crave, the less bad stuff you crave, the more full you are, the better your poops are, the better your conference call. Uh, You are... Uh, you have more energy, everything is easier to digest, I highly recommend it. And then you can still go have whatever non-plant-based items you want um, once in a while and not feel bad about it because you have an abundance of nutrients. Either way, thanks for listening. This is Hotter Than Health, episode 46. I'll talk to you guys next week. Mm -hmm.